genuinely terrified. I'm still like, I'm 23 right now. Am I 23? <laughs> Doesn't even know my own age. I think I'm 23. Yes, I'm 23. 23 right now, and I'm still pretty scared. Hey, love. So welcome to an episode of Sit Like a Lady podcast with me, your host, Camilla. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sit Like a Lady with me, your host, Camilla, as you heard in the intro. Um, What episode is this? Why am I confused? Oh, episode eight. Okay, welcome back. An eighth episode? Are you Are y'all serious? You came back to listen to me? An eighth time? You didn't learn the first time? I'm joking. Thank you guys so much for coming back. I'm really, really happy with how the podcast is going. Um, I keep getting amazing um, reviews from my friends and my family. Uh, That makes me really, really happy and warm on the inside. I know a lot of people said that they really enjoyed the last episode, the too sensitive one, because they could relate to it. I even had um, some people tell me that it was my best one yet. So... (laughs) Excuse me, I'm only getting better, aging like fine wine. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm stuffy today again. I have the sniffles because it's freezing outside. I let me check the temperature right now. This is live here. Um, let me check. It's negative nine, okay, which is not bad whatsoever. Like usually in Canada we'll get like negative 40 weather. But I'm like, I don't know why. I woke up with the sniffles and everything. But all right i think we should um kick off today's episode i wanted to say something else but i cannot remember because my mind is made out of nothing see it's literally empty that i can't even think of a word to say anyways let's kick off today's episode with a quick autocorrect from the last one um I don't really think that there was anything to correct other than I did some research. Let me pull up my note. I did some research and I did talk about the Queen's Gambit quite a bit in the last episode. I should have said a spoiler alert from the start um, just in case anybody still wanted to watch it or anybody was just starting. I know I said that thing about like she won the first hundred dollars. That was a bit of a spoiler if you had just begun and hadn't seen her win that first competition. So I'm sorry sorry about that um but i mean keep up hello netflix is number one show 64 million people have seen it why the fuck are you so behind that's my question but let me see here i talked about the set and costume of the show and how i loved it i thought it was absolutely wonderfully well done i think everything was very on point they were not lazy with it which i love i hate when shows are lazy um with the set and costume design for example i'm not hating on the show i thought it was a really cute show but does anybody remember the carry down diaries um let me check here the carrie diaries starring anna sophia rob and that guy who dated vanessa hudgens oh what is his name oh my god hold on i'm searching this up right now because i don't want to autocorrect the next week i hate when i do that when i'm like yeah blah, blah, blah. austin butler thank you and it had a few other people it came out in 2013 and it only lasted for a year i think there was only two seasons to it but anyways the carrie diaries is basically the prequel of the story of carrie bradshaw which as we all know is the protagonist in sex in the city sex in the city sex and the city whatever the fuck it is i don't know the mandela effects with that one fucks me up but anyways this show was meant to be based on in like the 80s right because that's when carrie went to high school supposedly and that's when she started to find her fashion and that's when she met samantha but anyways the show was supposed to be in the 80s and it was just so lazy and like not 
well done like it was kind of poorly done like when I watch the show I don't think of oh my god this is set in the 80s yes yes I when I watch it I think oh this is set in 2015 and they just threw a scrunchie in Anna Sophia Robb's hair so that to me was lazy costume design no hate to it because obviously they still had like the funky clothing and the like the cool designs but I just think that it could have been way better and there's another movie that I really think that they did a good job um I'm googling it again give me one second the to-do list has anybody seen the to-do list um starring aubrey plaza and um it's about like this girl and she writes a like a sex to-do list and everything that she wants to do before she has sex so like on the to-do list it's like getting fingered like making out um giving a blowjob like all that stuff that she wants to do before she has sex and this i think is supposed to be based in the 80s as well um let me just double check that here no, sorry. It's supposed to be based in 1993 and it came out in 2013. So um, I thought that their costume design was very well done. When I looked at it, I thought, bam, 90s. They had it all. It was very, really well done. So that's a good example. The Carrie Diaries is a lazy example. And I think The Queen's Gambit is another example of a very well done costume and set design. And obviously budget has a huge factor in this. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here and I'm judging like the costume and set of like all this. I'm just saying that there's lazy and then there's also like well done and obviously with a budget it allows you to be on the more well done side but like I said anyways enough teasing the costume and set designer her name is Ruth E. Carter Uh, she's been a costume designer for 40 years and uh, bad bitch alert she even has an academy award for best costume design uh, for Black Panther in 2019 which is incredible obviously I think we've all seen Black Panther of course rest in peace Chadwick Boseman Um, he passed away this year which is very very unfortunate it's very heartbreaking um from cancer we won't get into that but definitely respects to him and his family um but anyways uh that movie is incredibly well done with the set and the costume design i think the black panther the superhero costume itself is just incredible it's very very sleek it's honestly one of my favorite um costumes on a superhero and i think it's very well done um but anyways yeah this is uh ruthie carter and i had no idea about this woman but apparently she's done amazing work and yeah look into her if you're interested in set and costume just as i am i also said that the actress on queen's gambit was is incredibly talented i didn't know her name so i googled it and her name is anya taylor joe joy sorry anya taylor joy and i recognize her from split i watched the movie split and she was incredible And I remember watching that in the theaters um, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my God, this little girl is so good. She's going to go places. And here we are. But anyways, enough of that. Let's get into a ketchup session. Ketchup and mustard. Um, Nothing has happened this week. It has been a slow ass week. Like it's just been snowing all week. I haven't really gone out. I haven't really done anything. And unfortunately, I am sad to announce that uh, someone in my family got tested positive for COVID-19. It's been really, really difficult um, to deal with that. However, it's also been difficult because we were in contact with them a week ago, a week or so ago, and so was my other extended family. So we heard the news that they were positive. Everyone had a quick freakout session, and then we booked the uh, the 
testing appointments right away. Uh, my extended family got appointments that day. And then my, um, my family that lives in the same house as me, we got appointments for the next day. So we all went as a family, the five of us, we went to the hospital to get our COVID-19 tests done and it went fine. It fucking burned like a bitch. First of all, some people are like, Oh my God, it just tickles. And some people are like, Oh my God, it burns. And then I'm like, Hey, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I'm kind of scared. So I go and then the girl's like, okay, I'm going to count. I'm going to put this swab in your nose and I'm going to count to 10. And then we're like, okay. And she puts it in my nose and literally touches my fucking uvula. Like literally she almost triggered my gag reflex. And then she starts counting to 10 like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine and ten bitch what the fuck she was in there forever i swear she was in there for so long she should have counted mississippi because that's exactly how it felt like oh my god there was no reason for her to be in there that long but it was done and um i went first my brother went after my other brother went after and then it was my dad and then my mother and then um, my dad goes, me and my brothers are waiting for him. And basically he gets a test done. And my dad's the biggest idiot in the world. And he gets up from the chair and to like scare, like to make us laugh, to make the kids laugh and to scare my mom, he pretends to faint, which is not funny, <laughs> which is not funny at all. And, <laughs> but of course we're stupid and we all start dying of laughter. So he like pretends to faint. He like grabbed his head and he like went up against the, the, the wall and he like pretended to start falling. And then we're laughing. And then my mom's like, Oh my God, I don't want to get it done. And then the nurse, the healthcare workers, Oh my God, they were so annoyed. I honestly, like I apologize, but I, I want to send them like an edible arrangement or something because I feel awful. Obviously they're frontline workers, healthcare workers, the most utmost respect for them. And then my dad comes in, they're just trying to move through the day. And then he's pretending to faint with the COVID test. I can't stop laughing. It was awful. And I'm very sorry. Like I, <laughs> this is the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. He literally, and then the, the woman, the nurse was like, sir, sir, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? And then, he's like oh yeah i'm fine and then he gets up and he starts walking away and then she looked at me and they were so annoyed and i was like i'm sorry and then we left but oh my gosh my dad is just like worse worse timing for everything like is this really the time to crack jokes sir no i don't think so we're like literally in a global pandemic millions have been infected like oh, hundreds of thousands have died and my dad's pretending to faint <laughs> getting the test done but anyways that's pretty much all that's happened to me um we've been isolating since then um it's just a precaution we don't have symptoms so hopefully the tests come in the test results come in any day now and yeah let's uh hope and pray that everything is is fine with me and my family and obviously if you've been affected by COVID-19 I definitely feel for you like it's a it's a really intense thing to uh, go through and it's very scary when the health of people that you love is at risk so anyways I think that's all the, in, the only interesting thing that's happened to me this week nothing else has happened I wish I had more for the catch-up but that's pretty much it so I feel like we could just dive right into today's episode honestly I am very excited for today's episode I say this every fucking week honestly every week I'm like I'm very excited Excited. But if I say I'm not excited for today's episode, then obviously, you know, something's wrong. But let's get into it. So today's episode is about my stupid, irrational fears. <laughs> and um, before I get into it, let's just hit you with a quick, 
Clark a quick disclaimer. Uh, so this is a more lighthearted episode. Uh, I think the past two were very serious and it was about um, just like forms of abuse, forms of manipulation. Um, I shared some pretty serious things that have happened to me. So I think we should, you know, kind of change the direction a little bit, make things a little bit more fun. Um, I just want to laugh today. Honestly, I'm in a good mood and I just kind of want to laugh it off. Obviously, things have been very heavy in my life with my family. So I think I just everybody here, you listening, me sitting here, I think I just need like some comedy in my life. So uh, this is a more lighthearted episode. Um, However, most of these are not actual like diagnosed fears, um, but I'm still scared as fuck out of these things. If you are diagnosed with any intense fears or phobias, I honestly do not mean to joke around about anything. If anything that I say you have a genuine phobia of and it's diagnosed and it's it's it affects your life, I am not making fun of that whatsoever. I'm just sharing my like fears and why I fear these things and my experience with this. Um, I do know that fears and phobias and everything can really limit a person and it can be a constant struggle to live with a phobia. But please note that I mean no harm. These are just my experiences, my fears, things that I want to share with you guys, which I think will be uh, funny content. So let's get into it. Okay. So like I said, this episode is going to be full of my stupid, irrational fears and where they came from, um, which I think is like when I was sitting down and writing the script for this episode, I'm just like, why am I scared of everything? What the fuck? Um, Obviously, I do have serious fears, like genuine fears in my life, but these are more of like side, funny, stupid fears that I literally like have no crazy explanation for. I'm just scared of these things. So let's get into it. Um, okay. My first fear that I have, I'm going to break this down to the ones that I'm most like most stupidly afraid of and the ones that have affected me the most. Um, so let's get into it. There might be a part two of this episode later in the future because I'm just scared of so many things, but this is what we got for now. So my first fear, escalators. It sounds so stupid, but listen, hear me out. Y'all hear me out. This is so embarrassing. I'm not like I can get on an escalator now, but when I was younger, I could not get on an escalator. I really couldn't since I could remember, I think it lasted until I was about literally like 13, like when I was like a preteen or like a, like a young teenager, I was terrified of escalators. If we would go to the mall and there was an escalator, I couldn't, I could not get on it. Like I would have to find the stairs or find the elevator and me and my mom would have to take a separate route than my dad and my brother's. And it was so funny because my brother, my uh, my other brother would get so embarrassed and he would get so mad at me. He's like, just fucking get on the escalator. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. Like, I would be forced to get on the escalator by like my dad and he'd be like, stop being stupid. Like, just get on it. And then I would get on it and I would just be bawling. Like, I was genuinely terrified. I'm still like, I'm 23 right now. Am I 23? doesn't even know my own age. I think I'm 23. Yes, I'm 23. 23 right now. And I'm still pretty scared of escalators. Like I'll get on them and my hand gets a little shaky and I get very, very nervous. Like it spikes anxiety within me. So turns out that my fear of escalators actually came from um, trauma that I have from a young age. Um, I always was confused as to why I was so scared. And I remember once I like asked my mom, I'm like, mom, why am I so scared of escalators? Like, that's so stupid. And then she's like, oh, it's because of that accident you saw when you were two. And I'm like, 
what accident, sis? What? What, what, what information are you withholding from me? So basically, my mom told me the story. And what had happened was when I was two years old, um, my mom took me to the mall when we used to live in Colombia. She took me to a mall and we were on the escalator. I think we were going we were going down and I was just chilling. And there was a little boy in front of me with his mother. He tripped fell forward and put his hands down to catch himself. And basically when he put his hands down on the step, we had almost arrived to the floor and his fingers got stuck right at the final. You know when the when the final step is disappearing and it, there's a little sign that says watch your step? His fingers got stuck in there and basically the escalator kind of chopped them off and there was blood everywhere and my mom saw it. I saw it at, when I was two. I don't remember this whatsoever, but apparently experiencing that and seeing that just caused the trauma within me and it gave me a huge fear and phobia of escalators and it lasted me until I was in my teens and like I said it still sticks with me today I don't remember it that's the thing that's the craziest part of it all it's like I don't remember any of that my mom had to tell me and I confirmed with her the story today because I'm like oh I'm gonna be talking about this in the podcast remember when you told me the story and she's like yeah it was horrible she's like I remember it clear as day like that was an awful experience that little boy's fingers basically got cut off and we had to evacuate and there was blood everywhere and he was screaming and crying. And that's something extremely traumatic. And she's like, I'm so sorry that you had to witness that at such a young age. And I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? I'm really happy. I um, I don't remember it, but that's fucking terrifying. So, yeah, if you catch me on an escalator, just know I'm shitting my pants because I'm nervous as fuck. But this fear, like I said, it left when I was like 13, like I could get on them. But it came back. It spiked. For a moment in my life, for a short period, when I watched a movie that had an escalator scene in it. So has anybody seen The Final Destination? So there's an escalator scene. It's one of the last scenes. And basically, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert. By the way, I'm going to spoil a bunch of things about the Final Destination franchise and all that. So if you haven't seen any of them and you really like want to see them, then kind of skip ahead two minutes. But I mean, these came out years ago. So if you haven't seen them, then what the fuck? That's not my problem. So... <laughs> Why am I mean? Um, but basically, um, if you haven't seen the Final Destination, uh, the franchise, or any of the movies in the in the what the fuck am I trying to say? If you haven't seen any of the Final Destination movies, what happens is they're like really like I suggest you watch them. Honestly, if you love horror, if you love gory, if you love thrillers, anything like that, I like if you like um, what's that movie called? Saw. I love the Saw movies. Then you would enjoy the Final Destination movies. Um, I think they're excellent. Honestly, I know that's an unpopular opinion. I think they're excellent movies. I really enjoy watching them. I love how in the final movie, they kind of wrap it all up and it kind of shows that all the movies connect to each other. And the last one basically ends how the first one begins. So it's all like a never ending loop, which I thought was pretty interesting, especially because you don't get that kind of thought and planning when it comes to like horror and gory movies. Like they just kind of throw a bunch of blood on the screen and hope it sells. So I thought that it was kind of fun that they tried to kind of put like a bigger picture and they tried to plan it all. 
obviously there were so many loose ends like it wouldn't have made sense for that to like actually be possible if they had planned it from the first movie then it would make a lot of sense but i think they just kind of threw that together in the last movie but i still appreciated it anyways what happens in the escalator scene is that basically um this woman is at the mall she's on the phone waiting to meet up with her friend to go to like the movies or something um they're doing some kind of construction in the park in the underground parking garage i believe and the whole mall collapses i haven't seen this movie in years so if i'm dead off i'm so sorry i will autocorrect myself but basically i think the whole mall starts kind of collapsing and the escalator breaks in half while she's on it and then um she slips and basically her legs get stuck in the kind of like turning wheels and all that of the escalator and it starts eating her legs and it basically swallows her alive and she dies so um when i watched that when i watched that scene as a teenager oh my god it sparked this huge anxiety in me i was genuinely terrified and i was scared of escalators again like i couldn't go on them for at least another year or two so this this uh this fear comes from some deep-rooted trauma from when i was two years old so i hope to never see an escalator accident again in my life because that will really fuck me up but yeah if you're interested in watching that scene i was gonna post it on my instagram but i think it's a little too gory to put it on instagram because they have all those stupid rules so if you want to see it just go on youtube and type the final destination um escalator scene and it'll it'll pop up so yeah that is my fear of escalators where it came from and that it still affects me to this day i can get on an escalator but like i said i get super nervous super shaky i just have to concentrate on my feet i have to hold the railing um i literally if i'm on an escalator i'm scared as fuck so my next fear is probably one of my biggest fears which i don't know why like this is this this is the stupidest thing so it's a fear of sharks i've been scared of sharks ever since I could remember all my life, I've had this genuine fear of sharks. And I don't know why, because I literally live in Canada. So we don't have ocean beaches. We have lake beaches. There's, and obviously um, it's not salt water. So sharks cannot live in the lakes that we have here. So why the fuck am I scared of them? (laughs) Like, when am I ever going to come face to face with a shark? But I think this fear actually originated from watching uh, Steven Spielberg's Jaws at a very young age. I don't know why my parents thought it was a good idea to expose my brother and I to such a traumatic movie, but it they did. They gave it to us. I don't know if it was on VHS or on DVD, and we popped it in and we watched it at a young ass age, and that triggered my fear of sharks because i had never seen sharks as like a villain until that movie came out and of course steven spielberg always does the most so like the great white shark is 10 times bigger than what it actually is and of course they had that incredible soundtrack that is still iconic to this day the yeah so that made a creature like the shark like a shark a huge villain which continues to this day like movies come out almost every year about a shark like a shark movie comes out almost every year like we got 47 meters down the meg um just any movies honestly if i google shark movies a million will pop up and that started from steven spielberg's jaws that came out i don't even know when it came out i would want to say the 70s probably but anyways um the gag is that movie traumatized me. And then uh, Jaws, The Revenge came out. And of course, my dad bought it on DVD. And I could not stop watching that movie when I was young. And the scene, if anybody has seen that movie, there's the scene where a little girl is on a banana boat in the Bahamas. 
that scene and the shark basically attacks the banana boat. Yeah, that on the shallow end. That scene lives in my mind rent-free and it has for 20 plus years. And I even went to the Bahamas in 2015 and I was so terrified to go in the water because all I could think about was this is the Bahamas, there are sharks in this water and they will eat me even if I am on the shallow end. That was the only thing that kept like playing in my mind. I just kept picturing the damn shark biting my leg off, even though like there were so many people in the water and like it's not likely that they're going to pull up to the shallow end. So I don't know why I was so terrified. It honestly ruined my 2015 Bahamas day vacation. I was very upset. But I also just like hate sharks. Ever since then, I hate them. I'm terrified of them. I hate the way they look. Their eyes are so far apart and completely on the opposite opposite side of their heads. Like, what the fuck? Why? What architect designed the shark? Like, they're so ugly. And the gills? No. Don't get me started on the fucking gills. They breathe through them? Honestly, no. I think all fish are just poorly designed. Like, let me have a conversation with God because why did he design fish this way? They're so ugly. Like, There has never been a cute fish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nemo. (laughs) Me coming at real estate agents and fish. (laughs) But yeah, I think they're ugly as fuck. All fish, especially sharks, even dolphins. Okay. Dolphins are terrifying. I don't like them. Swimming with the dolphins. Fuck that. No, thank you. But yeah, I have a huge, huge, huge fear of sharks and I do not like them. Um, I also, let me share a story. I always thought that my fear was of sharks and aquatic animals. However, I think I'm just genuinely scared of like bodies of water. Let me tell you guys a story. When I was younger, I believe, what age was this? Maybe 14, perhaps. Yeah, I think I was about 14. Um, We used to have a cottage and in the cottage resort park, there was like a quarry and it was about 40 feet deep and it was almost pitch black. Like you could not see what was underneath you like at all whatsoever. It was honestly pitch black and it was, there was huge seaweed it was honestly terrifying i hated going in there people would go and there was docks right in the middle and people would swim to the docks and kind of like dive and whatever and i hated it i hated going it was so scary but anyways this one time i was with my dad and my brother and they're like let's rent a paddle boat and go swim around the the quarry and i was like oh that's so fun cute 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 so we rent the paddle boat and um we start you know paddling and we get to the center of the quarry and I look and my dad is just like, ugh, my dad is just the biggest joke. Like he's, he just loves doing like dad jokes and all that shit. So my dad's like, he knows I'm scared of the water. So then my dad was like, yeah, you can't see shit. And then I was like, what? And then I looked over and it's like pitch black. You can't see. He's like, he's like, if there was a huge animal under us, we would have no idea. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, yeah, if someone was under under us or anything was under us, like we would have no clue. And he's like, anything just can come up and bite you. Because I had my arm out and I was kind of touching the water. He's like, yeah, anything can come up and grab your arm and you would have no clue. And I was like, what? And that's where I had my, when and where I had my first panic attack. It was my first panic attack in my life. And I was freaking out. I started swearing in front of my dad, which I barely ever do. 
and in front of my brother and they were just laughing they were laughing at me and they were just like they thought that i was fucking around but i was not i was genuinely terrified i started crying i was having a full-on panic attack and i'm like turn it around turn it around so we turned it around and then we got back to shore and i just freaked out and i hated it and that's when i was like wait what the fuck like there was no animals that i could see the idea of an animal being under there scared the shit out of me but i think being in the water scared me more like being in a large body of water. Um, I think that's kind of like the core of my fear. And I remember this very vividly. This is a really random story, but in grade 10, uh, I was in a drama class and my drama teacher's like, okay, get into groups and discuss your fears. So we got into like little groups and they're like, what's your fear? And I'm like, yeah, I'm scared of like aquatic animals. Like I'm scared of sharks. And then this one girl starts like questioning me a little too much. And she's like, what actually like scares you? And then I was like, well, I can't really see them. And like, um, they live in like the ocean and the waters. And I, I, that's just scary because I don't really know how they live or what's under there or what it is. She's like, and she's like looking at me and she's like, yeah, okay. From what I've heard, I don't think you have a fear of like animals, like aquatic animals. I think you have a fear or bodies of water. I think you have a fear of the unknown. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for our counseling, bitch. But that has stuck with me. And that happened in grade 10. That happened years ago. And I still remember it vividly. And girl, if you're listening, Kara from my grade 10 class, if you're listening to this and you remember saying that to me, that shit has stayed with me through forever. So I genuinely agree with her. I don't think I'm scared of like the animals and the big bodies of water. I think I'm just scared of the unknown. Like what's under there? What the fuck? Like why? How would, How do they live under there? So that takes me to my next fear. And my next fear is the ocean. Okay. First of all, fuck the ocean. I hate the ocean. The ocean is the most terrifying place in the world. And you cannot prove me wrong. You cannot prove me otherwise. The ocean is genuinely scary. And I think what makes it the most scary to me is the fact that it's unknown. Like, what the fuck is under there? I have no idea. We we don't even know. There's this uh, the saying, I don't I think it's real, that only 5% of the ocean has been discovered. So what else is under there? Like it terrifies me. It honestly scares me. I hate the ocean with all my heart and soul. I hate, like I said, I hate any bodies of water, but like I genuinely do not like the ocean. Um, unless the water is crystal clear and I can see my feet, I can see what's under me, I can see what's around me, I'm good to go. Good to go. I will swim all day long. I love swimming. I love being in water. I love being in pools. But if I cannot see what's under me and if I cannot see what's ahead of me, if I cannot see what's around me, um, I will not get in. I hate it. It scares me. But yeah, the ocean gives me anxiety and it stresses me out. I personally think that it shouldn't exist. <laughs> me boycott the ocean Mm -mm, canceled ocean is canceled but yeah it really scares me sometimes i've have spent nights like wide awake looking at like ocean documentaries and ocean conspiracies and all this stuff and if the meg still exists and if mermaids exist and if there's an underwater world and blah 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 and i have spent nights just laying awake thinking about the ocean and i have gathered some fun ocean facts that terrify me and i will share them with all of you let me just pull them up so we can all be scared together because if you listen to the podcast then you're basically one of my best friends um and i think best friends should suffer together so let me pull up these these scary ocean facts okay so starting with the biggest one so i was correct scientists estimate that only five to six percent of the ocean has been mapped so what the fuck is hiding down there it's so scary um so we can talk about the things that people think are hiding in there so for example like i said mermaids um 
I don't know if you guys know, but there was this big documentary that went viral in 2012 called uh, Mermaids, The Body Found. Um, It was meant to be a joke, like a mockumentary kind of thing. And um, ever since then, hundreds of videos have come out. Like people were like, yeah, mermaids exist. And hundreds of videos have come out of like, quote unquote, mermaid uh, evidence. And I've seen them. Like if you go on YouTube and you put mermaid evidence, it's very, very interesting. The next one one is the Meg, uh, the Megalodon shark. Um, If you guys saw that movie with Jason Statham, I hated that movie. It's like this huge shark has been... terrorizing them all the movie and then jason comes in and kills him with like a little butter knife it was like a switchblade and then he stopped spoiler alert but honestly don't watch that movie but he whips out a little tiny switchblade from his pocket and he stabs his eye and then the huge gigantic enormous shark dies and it's like shut up i hated that movie but anyways um the megalodon was if you didn't know it's a giant shark that lived about like scientists predicted scientists say that it lived about 1.6 million years ago it was estimated to be to be around 54 feet in length um that is three times uh, a great white which is the, the shark that you see in jaws but even though they went extinct millions of years ago people still believe that it's in the depths of the ocean like all the way under there and you know what is also terrifying killer whales those fuckers are huge i don't know why sharks are made to be like the main villain of the ocean when literally killer whales exist there's this one picture of like a shark it's edited obviously and it's a shark with its mouth open and like someone swimming inside and i'm like yeah that is genuinely the biggest nightmare of my life but Anyways, uh, people believe this because there was one piece of evidence in a discovery documentary that showed a huge shark swimming alongside a submarine Um, and people don't know what it is and it was never seen again. So some people believe that the creature that was seen beside the submarine was a Meg. Just fucking terrifying to me. Honestly, like I I don't even want to get into it. It's so scary. Next is the fact that the oceans are full of black holes. Like what the fuck? Like there's genuine like just like black holes that like um underneath there's so much suction and it's basically like another level of the ocean and you could just fall into one of these black holes no thank you what the fuck um constantly every year every other year there's new creatures being discovered and they're so terrifying um the ocean floor is literally littered with shipwrecks there are hundreds and thousands of ships that have sank which is so tragic and so heartbreaking but it's literally littered with them why would you want to go to the ocean floor if it's full of just like oh i got the shivers down my spine but it's full of like just abandoned ships and people were on there and people passed away and they're just at the bottom of the ocean rusting away that why are tears in my eyes like that's so terrifying of course there's dead bodies there's going to be skeletons everywhere um it's just it's the ocean is gross okay let's just leave it at that there's parts of the ocean where the temperature is just so cold that no human or no like device can survive and the pressure is so insane that you'll instantly explode so like what the fuck is down there anyways i'm scaring myself like i literally have tears in my eyes because i'm genuinely scared so i'm gonna move on to my next fear one of my biggest fears is a murderer coming in at night and basically killing me and my family in cold blood this is something that genuinely terrifies me to my soul and i think this started this fear originated from uh watching that movie the strangers i watched that movie in grade six so that was what 2008 i think um 12 years ago 
I think is my math correct? Who fucking cares? Anyway, anyways, I watched that movie in grade six and it's not very scary. Like if you watch it, there's no pop, like there's no crazy pop-ups, but it's chilling. It's very chilling to see. I, if you haven't seen that movie and you're a fan of horror and everything, please watch it. I think it's very, very well done. Um, it's to the, it's scary to the point where they're not like popping out at you, but it's just very eerie. It's very chilling. It's very unsettling. Um, especially the fact that the home intruders, it was just a random home invasion. Like, they just went to go attack a random house. No rhyme or reason. They didn't even know the people and they just killed them, which to me is insanely terrifying. Um, I think that's just like, that's just a huge fear of mine. Like I have like this thing, uh, I think honestly, I don't think it's a tick or anything because it's common sense. Uh, I will freak out like at night if I think I hear something, I'll go downstairs and I'll triple double check that all the doors are locked, locked the front door, the garage door and the backyard door. And then I'll make sure that our windows are locked as well. I genuinely am scared that someone will break in, even though we live in like the suburbs and like the safest community ever where barely anything happens. Actually, no, that's a lie. Uh oh, um, this week, that's something that I should have said in the catch up this week, um, in my community, in my town that I live in, which is a super tiny town, uh, about like an hour away from Toronto, the city of Toronto. Um, nothing really happens here, but two dead bodies were found in a garage. Um, I won't really say details because I don't want to disrespect anything and we don't know, uh, much because it just happened. So I don't want to spread false information, but yeah, there was, uh, two bodies found in the garage of a home near my house in my community, in my town. So I, like I said, I don't want to spread lies, but yeah, um, that definitely spiked a bit of anxiety with me this week. Wow. What a segue. I didn't even notice, but that's a big fear of mine. And I also think that it originates from my true crime obsession um at one point my true crime obsession was so bad that i was getting this happened i think in 2016 so like two or three years ago what the fuck what year are we in me two years ago 2016 it's literally 2020 almost 2021 that's how you know i have no sense of time but in 2016 i had a really um bad true crime obsession every night it was like reading a new murder reading a new serial killer reading this reading that watching documentaries watching listening to podcasts of course my favorite murder the best podcast out there love them love you guys but it was so bad to the point where I was like watching like real life like tapes of like confessions and like just like real murder scenes which is like so fucked but anyways I would have night terrors every single night which is different from a nightmare because a night terror will, will actually wake you up from your sleep and like I was screaming and sweating and my doctor was literally like yeah you need to lay off like the true crime and of course I didn't listen to her because I don't give a fuck but it's calmed down now it's not as serious as it was before but that's where the fear came from because if you look into true crime as much as I did you just just realize that these things happen randomly sometimes it's just like wrong place wrong time wrong person like the paths just you just went on a path that you shouldn't have and it ends up in a very upsetting heartbreaking death um and yeah it could happen to anybody like you hear about these things it's like yeah that happened to this person but like it could literally happen to anybody you think these people that have been murdered in the past plan to be murdered no so that's just like a huge fear of mine that someone's gonna home like come to my house at night and just go to town on us but yeah that one was a little dark my next fear we are in the top three now 
I have a huge fear of being in a deadly car accident. And once again, this one originated from watching the first Final Destination. You guys have seen that movie. You have to have seen that movie. The first Final Destination, the OG, the original, where they're on the highway and it's a huge crash with one of those trucks that have those big uh what are they called like those big tree trunks on it and they're like they're big wood chunks and, and basically like it caused this huge accident because the all the woods came loose and whatever from watching that movie yeah that's where i think that's where my fear of getting in a deadly car accident originated from um however my driving and passenger anxiety is so intense that I literally go to therapy for it to this day. Like once a week, I talk to a therapist about it because it's so intense. Um, and I think it is from watching Final Destination as a, as a very young child. But also I got into a car accident last year and that kind of like spiked it and it kind of made me like more afraid of this than I was before. So that's a huge fear of mine. Whenever I see accidents on the road or I'll see accidents in a movie or on the news, oh my God, I get so fucking scared. Like that is genuinely scary. Like one minute you're driving, like you're going somewhere and the next minute you're either gone or you're very badly injured or your car is damaged. Like it just can happen in a split second. That's why cars terrify me. They really, really do. Cause it's like, it's this huge mechanical machine that you are driving. Like you're controlling this huge machine that can ultimately like bring so much harm to you. Like, of course they're extremely useful. Like, don't get me wrong. They're extremely useful, but people are so fucking irresponsible with them. Oh my God. It gives me a headache. So yeah, being like, even if I'm the best driver in the whole wide world and I'm super careful, there are idiots on the road. And that's what scares me is because I don't fucking trust other people. I trust myself. I trust myself and my ability to drive, but I don't trust other people because y'all are stupid. All right. Final two. Next one. Claustrophobia. <sighs> Fear of small spaces. Okay. This was very, um, this was very heightened when I was young. Um, it's improved since then. Like I can be in crowds and I can be like in a small room and like all that stuff. But um, I like, it's still there though. Like it still lingers. For example, when I, I'll see these videos, they're very famous on TikTok at this time of year when like, let's say somebody's coming home for the holidays and they'll put themselves in a big box and they'll wrap up the box and then, um, wait for their mom or their dad or their sister, their boyfriend, their husband, their uh, wife, whatever the fuck, whoever you're surprising. They wait for that person to open the box and they'll jump out and be like, surprise. And they'll be like, oh my God, how long have you been there? And they're like, oh my God, only 40 minutes. No, I would literally pass away. I don't know how people can do that. Like the idea of even getting in a box, oh, like my skin is crawling right now. Maybe this episode wasn't a good idea because I'm like, my heart is beating so fast as I talk about these things. But yeah, like when I see people or... There's that one where like people will hide and like there's like a huge cake and like under the cake there's like a table with like hole in it and they'll get under there and then when the person like blows the candles they'll just like they'll pop out of the cake and they'll be like surprise yeah how do you do that like 
that seems like a like a nightmare to me like being in just like i hate it oh my god like you couldn't pay me enough to be in an enclosed box no never 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 my life would flash before my eyes that shit is fucking terrifying anybody who can get in like an enclosed space i my respect for you will go all the way fucking up because that is so scary to me like oh my gosh i honestly feel like the walls start closing in on me which is also why i'm not like a fan of elevators either like i'll get in an elevator but like i just don't like them i think they're kind of scary um yeah that one's really random uh when i was younger it was definitely more intense like i genuinely couldn't get into any enclosed space um and i would be really scared but now that i'm older like i i can obviously but i just don't like it it makes me uncomfortable and i rather not be in that situation all right last fear the worst fear of them all okay the one you've been waiting for earwigs (laughs) i am terrified terrified of earwigs if you didn't know what earwigs were they were they're like this little they're like this little bug basically and they look nasty as fuck uh don't google it i honestly i'm looking at a picture right now and it looks like i don't even know what this looks like um kind of like a cockroach but like mixed with hair like hair lice (laughs) i don't know what it looks like but anyways um earwigs is just uh like a bug that gets into walls and kind of like lives off like wet uh environments stuff like that so they definitely like to be in like warm um wet environments like i said and there have been experiences of earwigs climbing into people's ears while they're sleeping or lying down just to find kind of like warmth and all that um they don't know where they're going they're no they don't know that this is a human's ear they just think it's like a hole that's warm for them to like live in um And this fear originated from watching a TLC show. Has anybody seen those TLC shows where it's like, um, I'm a survivor or whatever it's called? I don't know. This woman said that an earwig climbed into her ear and they couldn't get it out. And she had said that it like laid eggs in her brain and they had to do surgery to take it out. But... I I believe that. I believed it my whole childhood and I was genuinely scared. Like I would go to bed with bandanas over my ears or go to bed with like earplugs or kind of tape my ears up just so and kind of sometimes my nose too just so no insects can climb up there but i googled it recently and it turns out that's actually a myth like earwigs are actually not capable they're capable of climbing inside your ear but earwigs don't feed on the human brain or lay eggs in your ear canal so sounds fucking fake to me tlc however they are still very creepy to me um they're very scary looking like i don't like the idea of an insect climbing inside of me um sometimes my hair will get like like tingle my ear and i'll freak out like i'll genuinely be so scared that there's like an earwig or any type of insect honestly any type of insect trying to climb in my ear and i have a lot of piercings in my ears so sometimes they'll like move around or they'll be itchy and i just like jump up in fear thinking that it's a bug trying to get into my ear and lay eggs but it's just one of those things that i've always been scared of and i always will be scared of or when i see like little centipedes or like all those like daddy long legs or a spider that terrifies me uh last year i saw a spider on my pillow and the the thing is the insect itself does not scare me the thing is the insect climbing on me or inside of me that (sighs) That scares me so bad. Like I'm literally, there's tears in my eyes, you guys. Like I'm actually 
genuinely terrified of this that I have to stop talking about it because I feel like I'm gonna go into a panic attack all right so those are like my top seven I think there was that was such a random number I should have made it either five or ten but whatever let's just roll with it so those are my top seven stupid irrational fears that I have um they're silly fears honestly like there's no reason to me for me to be afraid of escalators or to be afraid of sharks because it's very unlikely that something will happen however from like watching these movies when I was younger or experiencing these traumatic effects that has kind of like planted a seed in me which genuinely makes me scared of these things um if you have if you share any of these fears with me please let me know so I'm not alone um I'm gonna post this on Instagram so comment your silly fears uh, in the comments or send me an email tweet me whatever you want but yeah let's get into moral of the story I think the moral of the story is stop fucking showing your kids horror thrillers at a young age because clearly it will develop into a lifelong fear that they will eventually need therapy for later in life Uh, which is clearly what happened with me and final destination jaws and clearly that mall incident um but my advice would be if you have little fears such as these that aren't like deadly phobias um but still pretty frightening i would honestly just say accept them allow yourself to be afraid of things because as cheesy as it sounds we're all human and humans come with fears we aren't made of steel we aren't fucking robots it's okay to be afraid of things even if it's something stupid like a fucking bug like, who gives a fuck? Accept, accept your fears, embrace them, and learn to laugh at them. That's what I have to say about that. But yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. Leave me a review on iTunes. I would love that. Five stars only, of course. Uh, follow me on Instagram. The handle is at sit like a lady podcast. If you do not have Instagram for whatever reason, uh, follow me on Twitter. The handle is at sit like a lady underscore. And lastly, if you have an experience you want to share with me or any questions, or if you want to tell me your crazy, stupid fears and where they originated from or where, they, where you think they originated from, you could uh, send me an email email it could be totally anonymous i can read it and answer it on the podcast or even answer it privately send me your thoughts questions confessions funny stories your grocery list or the tweets you have in your drafts i don't care what it is i want to hear from you so yeah send me an email the the address is uh, sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com that is sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com but until nope that's not my line anyways let's see if i take my own advice but until then always remember to keep your mind heart and legs open bye